Welcome to Wesley's The Revenue Podcast, where we educate, enlighten, and encourage how we improve our quality of sleep to grow our business and improve your health and wellness. I am Donetta D. Mori, certified sleep science coach, certified holistic life coach, author, national editor of the National Bank Unity News, and a speaker. I am pleased to have my special guest, Essie Reed, type 2 diabetes reversal coach. Welcome, Eshi, and thank you for your time and expertise. Hello, Dennis. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. Okay, so this is a serious topic and one that's really needed. So the first question I have, you know, in the question I asked, this kind of shares your, your background, but why do you decide to focus on reversal diabetes for mom, but also including a little bit about yourself? Okay, thank you, Donetta. So You're I'll welcome. start with a little bit about myself. As Donetta said, my name is Essie Reed. I am a certified nutrition coach, a certified um, behavior coach, and an elite personal trainer. I am, I'm not going to tell you the exact number, I am in my 40s somewhere, and I have a son as well. So the next question was, why did I decide to coach? specifically type 2 diabetes, and even more specifically, mothers that are battling type 2 diabetes, right? And so the journey to that is very personal. And this FYI for everyone, my program is actually called Moms Reversing Type 2 Diabetes. So it's very specific. So um, I diabetes runs heavily on both sides of my family. Uh, My grandmothers on both sides had it. Actually, my maternal grandmother was in dialysis and lost her leg before she succumbed to uh, complications from diabetes. Uh, My father had it before he passed. And currently, my mother has type 2 diabetes. And I personally have been diagnosed as pre-diabetic twice in my lifetime. So I have a very, very strong history with type 2 diabetes in my family and personally as well. And so often in my lifetime, I heard, you know, once a diabetic, always a diabetic, right? All you can hope to do is try to control it and hope it doesn't get too bad. So... Um, the majority of my life, my mom was actually in really good shape. She played tennis in college, and she continued to play throughout my, you know, formative years. However, as she aged, she kind of slowed down and stopped playing and stopped being physically active, and her nutrition changed, and this led to her diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. And when my mom was diagnosed, uh, she had to go to the hospital. Her numbers were so high. You know, she got that, she went to her doctor. They got that high reading. You know, basically, your numbers are so high, we can't even tell you the exact number. It's just real high. So we want you to go to the hospital immediately. Which Mm. she did, and they immediately put her on insulin, right? And my mom, is, she, you know, she, she's a pretty good rule follower. If you tell her to do A, B, and C, she going to do A, B, and C. So she went to her diabetes classes. 
you know, she took all her medication. She followed every rule they gave her. She didn't stop eating carbs, but she switched to sweet potatoes and brown rice and so on and so forth. She followed the rules. Um, and in spite of being what they call a good diabetic, she started to go blind. Mm. And, you know, as she started to lose her sight and they were talking about surgeries, it just became you know, so serious all of a sudden. And as a backstory to that, when my grandmother's health began to seriously decline, my mom left college to come take care of her, right? And so she was now telling me, hey, I'm going to need your help. I need to have eye surgery. They can't do it at the same time. They have to do one eye at a time. And my mom lives in Florida, and I live in Maryland. So it became this thing of what am, how, how am I going to manage this? You know, if I bring her up here, her insurance probably won't cover her up here. How am I going to manage my job and my family if I go down to Florida? So in the midst of her going through her vision, was had gotten really bad, you know, it, in all honesty, she probably shouldn't have been driving, truth be told, her vision was so bad. Um, but in the time that her vision started to decline, I had already started doing the research on what was going on with type 2 diabetes because of my diagnosis, because so many people in my family, including my mom. So I had like a heart-to-heart -heart talk with her, and I was like, I know what the doctors are telling you. And I know what the diabetes uh, nutrition coaches are telling you, but I need you to try what I'm telling you because I can't watch what this happened to you like you watched it happen to your mother. I just can't. So please, could we try to do something different with your nutrition? And as they say, that was our come to Jesus moment, right? She said, okay. And I taught her what I learned. And long story short, she's been off insulin for quite some time now. Um, her vision is great. She is still almost 70 years old, so it's not perfect, but it's still pretty good. She never had to have eye surgery. And the change happened in a matter of months once mm. we changed her nutrition. Once we stopped listening to what the doctors and the diabetes education specialists were telling her and doing something different. What I had learned about diabetes remission nutrition, everything turned around for her. It really did. That she is hasn't taken, great. Isn't it? Isn't it? God is good, right? Mm. I, I, I didn't have to leave my family, and I got to keep my mother whole. Yes. Yeah. And so she still eats like I had taught her, you know, to this day, it's been a few years now. And, you know, she's, she's on about 500 milligrams of metformin. If any of your listeners are, have diabetes and they're familiar with the medication. And in all honesty, she could get off that. But she tells me, hey, Essie, I've come far enough. I'm happy with where I am. Right, right, you right. Know, right? <laughs> and she's my favorite old girl, so I'm only going to push her so far. You know, right, she's in a right. good place. <laughs> she's in a good place. Her doctor is even amazed at how well she's doing. 
So yes, yes, Miss Donetta, that is how oh I gosh. got it. So my mom was one of my first clients. I, you know, I was Dr. Frankenstein. I was experimenting <laughs> my own family here for a while. <laughs> but, but you know yes. what? I'm so glad you shared that. And I always see as experimenting, even though doctors, I'm not trying to take anything away, even though they go to medical school, you know, we have to take charge of our, our lives. It's our life. It's our body. And everything don't always work for everybody. And, and things are not always the best. You know, that I always say, when you go to a doctor, you tell them what's wrong. Mm-hmm. They give you this prescription. Maybe it'll mm-hmm. work. Maybe it won't. Maybe mm-hmm. it might make you worse. Right, you come that you come back another. So it's trial and error, even with that. You know, like I said, I'm not trying to take anywhere. I'm not telling anyone not to go, but I'm just saying that sometimes there's so many things that we can prevent. We can live healthier and longer if we just do the research and find or find the right people who have done it before us that have worked. So that's such a blessing. So that's amazing. So that way that along, at least now, there's a system in place. There's already something that people can do ahead of time as opposed to waiting to get it. These are preventative measures to do beforehand for us is what you eat. So that is really right. crucial. Oh, and my god! To co-sign what you said, Ms. Donetta, we're not trying to take anything from doctors. But what right. I always tell my clients and the, and the women in my group is this. Doctors are people, not God. Yes. Yes. I say, oh, my God. They are fallible. They have their Mm -hmm. own opinions. They have their Mm -hmm. own biases, right? They are people. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I say that all the time. I said, doctors are not not God because they say it don't mean that it's true. You know, that's the reason why second opinion. You know, um, I, I think I shared this one before with another guest that it was a friend of mine and this just sticks, you know, that he was going to get back surgery, come to find out he went to a holistic doctor, found out he had a kidney infection. So mm-hmm. he was at the back surgery, still wouldn't mm-hmm. he still still would have been in pain because mm-hmm. they didn't get to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. And then of course you hear people getting surgery after surgery mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that they don't need it. I can't mm-hmm. say, but if there's some things, you know, when the second opinion doesn't always need, need to be a medical doctor, it could be a holistic doctor, you know. And what or people do you, don't realize yeah. is that a lot of these diseases we have now are diseases of nutrition, right? Yes, yes, And yes. doctors are trained on medicine, right? Right, They are right. there to keep the disease from killing you. They are not mm-hmm. there to make you well. Yes, yes. That Only is so you can true. do that. Yes, that, that is true. That is true. Well, look, the, the next question I have is, based on your experience, mm-hmm. is diabetes preventable? Yes, yes, yes. A lot of us, especially in the African-American community, let's be honest, you know, we are predisposed. Right. And I remember I went to a doctor once and, you know, he bar- he didn't ask me anything about my nutrition, my how active I was, if I was drinking water. He was just writing on the prescription pad and he, you know, he just so very glibly said to me, hey, you can't outrun genetics. Okay. 
okay. I get that, right? And what the phrase I've always liked is, yes, genetics loaded the gun, but nutrition cocked it and fired it. Right? Oh, so I love it. Can, right? You can be predisposed to something. It does not mean it has to come to fruition. Yes. Type 2 diabetes is a disease of nutrition. And as I tell my mom, it's a disease of choices. You have to make those choices every day about what you're going to eat or not eat to remain diabetic. Right? Mm-hmm. So that is so you, true. So <laughs> if you find, you know, if you get, and, and let's be honest, like Donetta, like, you know, you're in the health industry like I am. The sad part is so many people are unhealthy because of the way we have been taught to eat, right? Right, right, And so let's talk for a second about some of the signs of insulin resistance. Insulin resistance, it starts before you're even diagnosed with prediabetes or diabetes. Mm -hmm. And that is nutrition. Christian, right? A lot of women come to me, they just, I just really want to get rid of the stomach. I want to get rid of the stomach. There's nothing you're going to be able to do about that stomach until you get to the root of the cause, which is the mm-hmm. insulin resistance. So mm-hmm. ladies, if anyone, ladies, gentlemen, whoever's listening, if you find you have the signs of insulin resistance already, the enlarged stomach, the, you know, the darkening of some of the skin around your neck, skin tags, fatigue, those kinds of things, it now is a time to change your nutrition. Mm-mm-mm. It can prevent, prevent it, and it can be reversed. Yes, yes. That's, that's, and see, to think about it, at times people, I'm saying people in general, we know we, we need to change, but don't always have the willpower or the mindset to do that. But you mm-hmm. have to, you, you either going to get focused and make changes now or suffer later or suffer, period. But we, yes. we have the power to make changes, you know, yes. and, and we can't wait for outside force like a doctor or surgery to correct things that we can actually do ourselves. Yes, you're, you're absolutely right, Donetta. And I'm going to say, you know, and add on to that part of the reason why it's so difficult to make these changes is because you're probably alone in making the changes, right? Collectively, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. as a society, we are eating this way. Right, so right, you true. Say, so if you start eating a different way, saying, hey, I want to cure myself, I want to get better, now you're going against your family, your friends, your colleagues, because you're now, you're no longer a part of the pack anymore. And that's right. hard for us as pack animals to no longer right. be a part of our, our, our tribe anymore. So that's mm-hmm. part of what makes it different, it's difficult as well, all those social forces bearing down on you saying, hey, be with us. What is it like right. what, 60 to 70% of the country is in some form of diabetes and being overweight? Mm. That's mm-hmm. the majority now. Right, right, true, true, true. Look, you said something which led into my next, next question. What is it about diabetes that makes them feel as though they're helpless and nothing can be done? And I think you already kind of talked about that 
just a little bit because that people feel alone or they feel as though they do. Yes, it is so much that goes into it. So let's let's start with the physical aspect of diabetes, right? Diabetes, you know, as, as basis form is an excess amount of sugar in your blood, right? And like salt is corrosion, right? Salt rusts things, it corrodes things. Sugar is rot. You know how like fruit rots and it's super sweet or you stick some fruit in some, some, a sugar solution, it rots. Sugar is rot. So when you have too much sugar in your blood, it is slowly but surely rotting your organs, okay? And that's why the hands, the extremities, the, you know, your hands, your feet, your eyes, your kidneys go first because those are the smaller vessels. They're weaker. So that's why you, see, you feel the, you know, diabetes attacks them faster. So also what's going on is when your numbers are high and you have a lot of sugar in your blood, your brain is also sitting in that same sugar solution that is your blood. So you're not even really thinking clearly because your brain mm. is sitting in a sugar mm. solution. It's hard for you to make logical conclusions, to make rational choices. And one of the biggest things moms tell me once they get their numbers down is, my God, I feel like a fog has been lifted. Like I can mm. think now. You didn't even realize it before, right? So that is part of why it's so hard. It, when your numbers are high, you have a hard time thinking clearly because your brain mm. is in all that sugar, okay? Oh, my goodness. Two, wow. Right? Think about it that way, right? Two, nobody in the medical community is telling you this is possible. They Quite are true. actively discouraging it. I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and, my, and they're like, my doctor said, don't worry about the nutrition, just take the medication. Mm, but mm, what mm. happens is the longer you have the disease, the, the, the less effective the medication becomes. And that's why they say it's a chronic disease. And the longer you have it, the more and more medication you will end up on. Then you're not just on medication for the diabetes, you're on medication to counteract the side effects from the first medication. Right, right, right. Right? right. And so next thing you know, you have a pharmacy in your purse. Okay? Right. Mm. So, hey, you're not thinking clearly because your brain is in sugar. The doctors are, t are not telling you this is possible and or they are actively discouraging you from trying a different me method other than taking the medication, right? Three, the people around you, your family, your friends, they too have diabetes, and they are saying, hey, once a diabetic, always a diabetic, don't worry about it, take your medication, eat with us, and have fun, you only live once. Right, right. So right. that's three you know, major things that are happening that make it so hard and four, four, and this is really the big one, belief. You don't believe it can be done. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe something can be done, you know, people come to me and say, oh, there's something anybody can do about diabetes, you know, you just take the medication. And I say, okay, 
I cannot convince you, right? Right. If you if you believe you can do it, then you can't. If you believe you cannot do it, then you can't. Right. It's simple as that. Right. Right. right? Is it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did I answer your question without enough? Yes. I have yes. No, yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Right? Well, let me go to a, to a break. So yes. Thank you for listening to Wrestling the Revenue Podcast. We'll be right back. Mentor Tracker is a comprehensive sleep tracker solution from sleep aids that you use before bed to calm you down. Sleep tracking that tracks your sleep, records your snore, and detects relevant sleep risks, including sleep apnea. To smart alarms that wake you up naturally, sleep reports that give you more insight on your sleep quality and issues, and sleep courses and articles that help you improve your sleep health. All these are neatly packed into one app to help people have a great sleep. So scan the QR code with your cell phone, download, and discover more about the sleep app or mental tracker with millions of users. I am Donetta D. Morin, Wrestling the Revenue Podcast, and we have our special guest, Essie Reed. I'm going to continue with the questions. Now, the next one is, what type of sleep hygiene do you practice and why? Oh, my goodness, Donetta. <laughs> I, I, I believe in some sleep. And I, that, is, that is not the first thing I work on my clients with, but we always get to sleep because as you know, and I'm sure you tell your clients all the time, your body heals and repairs during sleep. And if you are not getting sleep, your body is not healed, right? And specifically for people with diabetes, if you're not sleeping, your fasting number can't ever go down. If you're awake all the time doing stuff, your body has to release glucose to keep you going. So when you get up, those morning readings are not going to be as low as you want because you were up all night. Two, right? When you are not sleeping, your body demands fast energy in the form of carbs and sugar. So the next day, you're going to have a real hard time fighting off those cravings. And once again, you're going to be back to those high numbers. So that's, that's definitely what I preach to my clients as in a personal note. Hey, I get my seven hours of sleep. I, I did that, yeah. Hey, yeah. Do, hey my people are like, hey, I called you, I checked you. Oh, y'all know that, hey, at 10 o'clock, my phone <laughs> automatically goes to do not disturb. Mm-hmm. So you, it better be an emergency. You got to call me back to back. So I love yes, it. I love it. I love yes, it. ma'am. I turn off my phone at, at least an hour before I go to sleep. I don't have yes. I don't let the blue light come in. I I have like you know I have hardcover books to read by my bedside so that I don't have to use my phone. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I take my shower, I drink my hot tea. It is all a part. I like the way you say, sleep hygiene. It is a part of the routine of getting my brain prepared to shut down. Right. And I genuinely believe in that. And if I don't get enough sleep, 
I am not okay the next day. Right? That is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Hey. Now, the next question I have is, how does lack of sleep affect diabetes? If you give me, like, three like three things. Oh, okay. I just, hey, I gave you two, and you didn't even ask me the question, but I, I'll read it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm over here answering all the kind of questions. Okay. I know you oh, are. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all, don't invite me to your podcast. I ain't going to be no good. Y'all know I'll tell you. <laughs> like I said, so when, when you, so like the, the important thing to people with diabetes is their fasting reading, right? That number when you first get up, right? And for people with, who don't have diabetes, that number is under 100 typically, right? So okay. that's what I'm aiming to get my clients to. What we, what I call it, hey, we're trying to get you to double digit fasting, right? But here's what I also tell them. If you are not sleeping, and I, you know, I have forms and accountability things, and I, and I, one of the things I make my clients track is their sleep. Mm-hmm. And their mm-hmm. their meals can look impeccable all day, and they will have a high fasting reading, and I'll know if it's because they didn't sleep. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm looking at what you ate. You should have had a lower fasting reading, but I'm also seeing you only slept for four hours. Your mm-hmm. body did not get to shut down. Right? So mm-hmm. your glucose levels never got to go down because you were up all night. So, yes, for people with diabetes, you got to sleep to let your levels go down, let the insulin go down, let the sugar go down, let everything go down, right? Two, when you don't sleep, you're tired. And your yeah. body's like, you are dragging, you are tired, you better go get that snicker so we can keep going. <laughs> and what you tell yourself is, oh, I should have had more willpower. You had no control in that moment. Your body is like, hey, if you want to keep going, this is what I need. Right. And sure. it's not because you really wanted it. It's because your body demanded the energy because you didn't have any because you didn't sleep. Mm-hmm. Right? That is true. Enough. That is true. Right? Uh, the third thing. So. What I tell my mom is you don't have to exercise to put your diabetes into remission. Diabetes is a disease of nutrition, and getting into remission is 80% nutrition. But here's the thing. If you want to keep your numbers down over the years, yes, you need to exercise, and specifically what you need to do is build muscle because the muscle mm-hmm. will eat the sugar out of your blood. Okay, here's the thing. So muscle is built during the repair, right? You, you right. tear the muscle and it grows through the repair. The repair happens at rest. So yeah. if you are not sleeping, the muscle cannot repair itself and it can't grow. And so you're doing all that working out for nothing. Mm. Great. We're going to take a quick break. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. 
We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Thank you for staying with our special guest, Eshi Reed. Eshi, I appreciate you, and I know our listening audience that what you share will make a big difference in other people's lives. So if you can please share how we can, can contact you. Oh, thank you, Ms. Donetta. So, yes, I can be reached. My website is StrongerThanT2Diabetes.com. That is also my Instagram, StrongerThanT2Diabetes. On Facebook, I have a private group of moms, and that is called Moms Reversing Type 2 Diabetes. And if anybody's interested, I am actually doing a five-day challenge at the end of the month, and this challenge will be all about detoxing your body of sugar and carbs and getting those readings down. And I can be emailed at help at strongerthant2diabetes.com. If someone would like to reach out to me, the best way is donetta10k.com. And that is spelled D-O-N-A-T-A, the number 10K.com. That's where you'll be able to find my website, all my podcast episodes, services I offer on sleep, health, fitness, and wellness, including all my social media platforms, and so much more. Once again, Donetta10K.com. Remember, sleep heals.